a sport of kings Better than diamond rings That's why we're here to sing Football Sunday in the snow When police whistle blows Weekend warriors toe to toe Football 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 Ladies and gentlemen, the wait is over. North London 40, an NFL season has begun. Woo! The 2012-2013 season is now fully underway. This is, we are recording this on a Monday. We are still recovering from what was the first NFL Sunday of the season. Incredible. It was amazing. It really was. Uh, just to be, just to be there, soaking in the gloriousness that is what 12 nfl games when you say be there we weren't actually there no sadly we were here the closest we were, thing to we it. were in this studio slash fat we had um a north london 40 barbecue to celebrate the start of the season an unbelievable barbecue i have to say amazing food amazing company and thank you once again Shout to our chef who helped us out with that mm-hmm. whilst we were coordinating multiple fantasy teams, <laughs> what games we were watching, um, filling a few people in on rules and all this type of stuff. We had someone help us out in the kitchen who did an mm-hmm. amazing thing. We had chicken and ribs and cream corn. It was brilliant. Can you try and explain to UK people what cream corn is? Because it was, it, A, it tasted like heaven, yep. but B, uh, you know, I, I struggled to try and explain it to people. So it was taking the corn off the husk. With a knife, mm-hmm. taking it down, mixing it with double cream, a little bit of seasoning, mm-hmm. mayonnaise, boiling it up. See, this is very healthy right now. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. No, it, it, was, it was amazing. It was fantastic. Really, really good. Yeah, you're checking this out Monday. So the way we're going to do these pods throughout the rest of the season, we're going to be giving Monday night breakdowns. Now, one of the attractions or non-attractions of following this sport in this great country is the fact that the times are a little bit out of whack. Yeah. So we're going to be launching this late Monday night. And you're going to be getting it late Monday night. So not going to be too much coverage of the Monday night football for now. We're going to tweak it. We're going to see how we get on. Mm-hmm. But it's just unfortunately a bit of a victim of time. If you want to get this on your iPods Tuesday morning coming into work. So we're going to see how it goes. So we're not going to – that game hasn't happened yet because otherwise we'd have to be doing this at 6 o'clock in the morning and we've got other stuff we're doing right now. What you right could now. do if you, if you happen to be watching the Monday night game and you're like, oh, I'd like to actually watch something else during halftime, you could probably download the pod and listen to it then. We're going to focus on NFL Sunday. We started on Wednesday night with the Giants-Cowboys game. Seems like an eternity ago. The Cowboys went into Giants Stadium. Tony Romo showed up. Virtuoso performance. Pretty much put a whipping on the Giants, but I think you know about that now. That's happened. That's moved on. There is one thing I would like to add, though. I don't know if you saw. uh, Jerry Jones had a, I think it was his son-in-law, clean his glasses for him, which I thought was the most baller move ever. What's happened since the last pod a week ago? Well, in case you've been living under the rock, the Sky deal got done. Thank God. Thank, and we were the recipients of that deal getting done on Sunday. So the Sky, the Sky deal got done. Fantastic. They're back every Sunday. Neil Reynolds, Kevin Cadle, Cecil Martin were there. Two games they showed and also gave us access to the red zone. They've got playoff games sorted. They've got the Thanksgiving games sorted. Super Bowl, the whole thing. So that deal got done. Channel 4 showed the late night game last night. So that was great. BBC showing the Monday night games tonight. Mm-hmm. Again, as we record, we're going to see how they get on with those as well. So that's all good. So everything's back. It was a minor blip, minor scare, but everything's kind of back on track. So, And what we saw last night whilst we were watching the games, and shout out to you lot that communicate with us in social media involved in that world, lots mm-hmm. of people having a ball. 
yeah. having an absolute whale of a time, just welcoming back the NFL to their lives. And it was a great thing. Let's get on with the week one recap. Let's talk about what went on in week one because there was absolutely tons. And then we're going to break down week two, what's happening in week two, and then we'll just talk about other stuff if we've got time, what's yeah. been happening in week one of um, <laughs> and James and Inyo's world as well. So we do that. So week one, it's happened. Well, it's partially happened. Teams have laid down the markers for the rest of the teams in their division. They have. And we were talking about this, and we were talking about before we got on the pod, we go, right, what's the opening story of week one? What do people want to talk about? Now, the NFL, as we keep saying, is about quarterbacks. But this week one was particularly about quarterbacks. And I think you have to start with one quarterback above any other to kick this off. His name was RG3. The replacement to Sexy Rexy in Washington had a... Con- <laughs> Interceptosaurus Rex. <laughs> Inter- Get it right. Yeah, in- sorry, Inter- Interceptosaurus Rex. And if you go on our Tumblr, you'll see there's a- an amazing Washington Redskid t-shirt that has the uh, names of all the quarterbacks that they've had in the past eight years with their names crossed out. And it's it's unbelievable. They've had about close to like 15 quarterbacks. It's a rogues gallery, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, Jason Campbell, a bunch of others. But... RG3 really just took like a duck to water in this game. Just absolutely unbelievable. He was incredible. I mean, there was five rookie quarterbacks, and we'll, we'll go through those quickly in terms of who they were this week. But to watch him in action, it was insane. I mean, the guy had a debut performance of the gods. Mm-hmm. So to break it down, 19 pass completions out of 26 attempts, two touchdowns, 320 yards. Incredible. Also, 42 yards rushing as well. Really came up with a performance for the gods. Went deep with Pierre Garçon on a huge touchdown. Alfred Morris stepped up, 96 yards on the ground for the Skins. So the Skins went into New Orleans. Now, New Orleans, we've talked about their problems before, but New Orleans would have still been reasonably big favorites for this game. They went in. They beat the Saints. 40-32, and it sounds closer than it actually was in terms of Drew Brees having a Hail Mary play at the end of the, the, end of the game to tie it up. Mm-hmm. It was never really going to happen. RG3 just went in and absolutely dominated. Incredible performance. Fantasy owners out there are frantically picking him up if they didn't have him. <laughs> it's like the Cam Newton performance of last year by the heir apparent to Cam Newton, True. even though he's only over been around a year. So it was just incredible to watch again. Although, to, to be fair, like... With rookie quarterbacks, you have to have an established running game, and Washington did head into this game without an established number one running back, but this was the breakout game for Alfred Morris, and he almost ran for 100 yards as well, so that really allowed RG3 to have a bit of balance between the running and the passing game. You heard it a couple of weeks ago, folks, on the Fantasy Pod. Joe was on here, he was talking about Alfred Morris coming out of nowhere and picking him up, so fantasy owners, if you picked up Alfred Morris, as you say, great running game, quarterback's number one friend right so Mm -hmm. RG3 had that but to watch him run and to watch him command the team and just look so composed and you know really can't wait to see what RG3 does next as we said before on on the pod people if you want to check out footage and you haven't seen this NFL.com is a great place to go back and watch condensed highlights the NFL season pass again if you got 129 130 pounds to go and get that you can then watch all the archive highlights it's really worth seeing rg3 in action so alongside rg3 this week we also had the number one pick in the draft starting also going on the road going in chicago that was andrew luck didn't get on as well 
No, it's a, it's a bit of a shame. You know, a lot of people have been touting up one of the best quarterback prospects in the past 25 years. Him and the Colts did not do a great job against the Bears, but there's a reason why the Colts got the number one pick last year. They were absolutely <laughs> dreadful on Doody. all sides of the ball. You know, he still threw for over 300 yards, which for a debut game is quite good, and also with a, a TD as well, but just not enough to come up against a, a composed Jake Cutler and Brandon Marshall also having a pretty good game, well, about 120 yards receiving as well. Yeah, it was great to see. I mean, Jay Cutler's a joy to watch. You're not just saying that because I'm a Bears fan, but watching him in the groove, he's a fantastic player. And Brandon Marshall back with him again. Not quite sure why the North London 40 team uh, <laughs> traded away Brandon Marshall for Jordy Nelson. Yeah, those guys are in the groove, making it work. And, you know, in terms of debuts for luck, he threw for 300 yards, 23 of 45. He threw a touchdown pass. He threw interceptions. Three. He, th- he threw three of them. And that was the story of it. But he'll get better. He'll get better. He did some good things. Reggie Wayne was part of the passing game. Caught nine balls for 135 yards. So he was there for maybe not the debut that Andrew Luck wanted. And RG3 taking a lot of the headlines. But tough place to go and play against the Bears opening day. Lots of people like him, myself included. Mm-hmm. Some things to look forward to in, in the future from Andrew Luck, for sure. How did the rest of the rookies get on? Hard Ooh. Knocks fans. Ooh. Ryan Tannehill did not kind of understand why they went so quickly to Ryan Tannehill as their starting quarterback so early. It blew the show. They could, they could have had the quarterback controversy going to the last week of the show mm-hmm. with David Gro- It was the only interesting thing in the show apart True. from Chad Ochocinco, but they made him quarterback very early. Yeah. And uh, he, was, he was rubbish. It's a caveat with everything. This is the first game, oh, first pro game in the NFL. The wide receivers of the Dolphins are absolutely horrible. So it probably would have been wise to have put in Matt Moore or maybe get Matt Moore to start because at least he has the experience of playing in the NFL and probably could, you know, maybe pick the better the better wide receivers to, to throw to. So Tannehill did not have a great game and three interceptions as well. Not composed, not poised. He's not... Obviously, he's not ready yet, but uh, I didn't see a lot there that particularly strikes him out there of being a, a great quarterback. But as I said, it's it's incredibly early. Yeah, it is. And look, you know, four of the five starting rookie quarterbacks had to go on the road. He had to go on the road to Houston. It's a tough thing. First week, talking about something we talked about last week, just digressing slightly, the Marinovich Project documentary, which I spoke about last week. If you haven't seen it, you didn't see it last week on ESPN, you have to watch it. It's absolutely fantastic. It's as good as you thought it was going to be, even better. But they tell the story about how Marinovich, he gets brought out as a sophomore out of USC. His first year at the Raiders, he's not scheduled to play a single down for the first whole season. That's the way quarterbacks used to be in the 90s. They'd sit out a year. Todd Marinovich basically spent his first year at the Raiders partying, YOLOing to within an inch of his life. I mean, we're talking YOLO and YOLO. We're talking, you know, every drug under the sun and, and booze and everything. And there's this great scene where it got to about week 14, 15. Coach goes up to him and says, oh, actually, you might have to play this year. And he just goes, nah. No, 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 can't do that, it's brilliant. But like quarterbacks used to sit out of the year, now they're all in week one, you know, going against these super fast, aggressive defences, and it's really, really tough. So, you know, not a great start for Ryan Tannenhill. The key, the key difference also between preseason and, and actual games is... Talking of quarterbacks that didn't have a particularly good start to their career, and this was the one of the five rookies that was playing at home, Brandon Whedon. Oh. 
Wow. What can we say about this game? We were the, we were watching this on the red zone. You turned to everyone in the room and you said, this is the, this is the Cleveland Browns. They're going <laughs> to somehow manage a way to lose this game. And this was... Well, just Vic my was, opinion. Just, <laughs> just an opinion. And this was while uh, Michael Vick was having one of his worst games of his career. But no, so Brandon Whedon, unfortunately, again, it's a process. He's got, he's got some ways to go in that. But he had a quarterback rating, whereas... RG3 had a quarterback rating of 129. Brandon Whedon had a quarterback rating of 5. Unfortunately, through four interceptions. And it just looked like another example of a Cleveland game where Philadelphia were playing absolutely poorly, but you knew somehow they'd still end up winning. Michael Vick threw four interceptions. First time on opening day since Joe Ferguson was playing for the Buffalo Bills back in the early 80s that a quarterback has thrown four picks on opening day and ended up winning a game. Threw 56 passes, Michael Vick, and he just looked awful. Somehow ended up winning somehow against the Browns. So tough start for Brandon Whedon, but hopefully better things to come from the Browns for the rest of the season. Do you think that Andy Reid should have pulled Vick out? (sighs) If it's not opening day, Mm -hmm. you can't do that opening day. You didn't lose the game. True. You no. didn't lose the game. It, yeah, if you're no. losing 40 to nothing against the Browns, you, you pull him out. You've game planned for this for months. Ugh, you can't pull him out. You can't do that. Someone who fared a lot better and lots and lots of hype about this season was in a fantastically exciting game against the Arizona Cardinals was Russell Wilson of the Seattle Seahawks. So unfortunately for Russell Wilson fans, he just didn't get the job done. Seattle Seahawks 16, Arizona Cardinals 20. Had the chance to win it at the end, driving down. Shout out to Kevin Cobb as well. John Skelton took what looked like a horrible injury. I think it's just a high ankle sprain. I think it's going to be okay. Kevin Cobb, you know, no one's taken more stick than Kevin Cobb. And and deservedly so when you get the money that comes with it. He took that, came off the bench, drove Arizona down. Started going to Larry Fitzgerald immediately. John Skelton wasn't doing that, so that made tons of sense. (laughs) Came off the bench. And got a fourth quarter winning drive. He was 6 of 8 for 66 yards on the one drive he played in. It was a brilliant performance. And Russell Wilson, really, really fun to watch. Up and down in places. Um, he converted some, you know, some pretty key third and fourth downs and stuff. 18 to 34, 153 yards from Russell Wilson. But exciting. Really looked comfortable in there. Really looked in place. And almost won it for him on the road. ton of pressure on the guy. But I thought it was really, really fun to watch. And I think Seattle fans... You know, they could really look forward to seeing more Russell Wilson in the future, that's for sure. Definitely, and, and also for, for people that have been very worried about the officiating, um, since right now we're, we're dealing with the replacement referees, this was the only real high-profile mistake, which was the referees um, allowing Seattle a mystery uh, fourth timeout, which they, they rectified quickly after. That was so dull. That just went on for ages. Should we just sure. cover replacement referees yeah. now, or is it just too much of a boring topic to um, even cover? Yeah, it's too much of a bo- boring topic. Let's just put it this way. Pay the official referees. Let's just do that. But, you know, they didn't make. They made probably the same amount of mistakes that the actual refs would have done, and they didn't throw any more flags. They weren't swayed by any of the players. Yeah, so that's how the rookies got on. From the rookies to the old stagers, <laughs> there was no old stager of more pedigree making a very high-profile comeback last night in the Sunday night game for his new club, the Denver Broncos. Denver Broncos, 31. Pittsburgh Steelers, 19. That man was Peyton Manning. What a comeback. 
Incredible. Um, he showed poise, grace. He could turn his head. It was <laughs> <laughs> head turning, <laughs> acumen. How did his arm look? Think it looked okay? Yeah, yeah, I, I'd agree. It looked okay. He definitely... It definitely helped that Denver had someone that could read defenses. He particularly uh, excelled when they had a no-huddle offense, and he was able to call plays from the line and audible. And it goes to show, as you said, that this is a quarterback league. It it goes to show that people and teams especially can, can really go far if they have someone with a little bit of experience. Absolutely, and a special player. And I think it was a great game to watch and in all sorts of ways. But when they went into the no-huddle, they were just unplayable. Mm-hmm. Three touchdowns and a field goal, the final four possessions, Peyton making his mark, getting in there. I'm sure his stock in fantasy has risen massively this week. What a comeback. Fairy tale. Really, really great to see. Peyton Manning is back, people. Had a great game. So, you know, he's going to be making headlines each and every week for absolute sure. Talking about the quarterbacks, the number one, I guess, unanimous choice of a number one quarterback currently in the NFL is the Green Bay Packers' Aaron Rodgers, who are hosting the San Francisco 49ers at Lambeau. Didn't quite go their way. Green Bay Packers 22, San Francisco 49ers 30. Bit of an upset. Definitely. A lot of people were expecting Alex Smith and the 49ers to, to regress. With this uh, victory and this performance, they really showed that they are definitely a team to be reckoned with. Um, very composed. It was also great to see Randy Moss getting the grab, getting a touchdown, yep. pointing to his jersey so we remember who he is. It was a, it was a really, really good performance on both sides of, of the ball from the on the offense and defense from the 49ers. And Rodgers still had a good game, throwing over 300, two touchdowns. A little bit disappointing for the Green Bay Packers in terms of rushing. You know, when Aaron Rodgers is your leading rusher with 27 yards, you've really got to... You've really got to step your game up on the on the rushing side of things. I mean, it's it's true. I mean, they brought Sed Benson in. He didn't have a great day. Nine rushes, eighteen yards. He couldn't get anything going um, on the ground. But it was it was interesting for a number of ways. I mean, I think that Green Bay went into this game very confident, and I can understand that. So, all of last season at Lambeau, the Green Bay Packers in eight home games trailed for three minutes. High-powered offense, points on the board quickly, teams playing catch-up, turns into a track meet. Green Bay are going to win that all day. Mm-hmm. San Francisco shut them down, stifled them, led for the majority of the game. They brought back 11 starters on defense. They looked tough. Alex Smith set a 49ers record. Yes, that includes Joe Montana. Yes, that includes Steve Young of consecutive passes without an interception. He set that record of 149. Managed the game brilliantly. San Francisco on offense, they've got some talent. They've got some stars. Frank Gore, 112 on the ground. Fantastic play for the touchdown. Loved what he did there with the second effort. Michael Crabtree, seven grabs, 76 yards. He looked a threat. Moss caught the TD on four picks. Great seeing him back at 84. Mm -hmm. What people thought about San Francisco, I think was a little bit unclear. Maybe people expecting them to fall off. And there's more to come. Michael James didn't, didn't feature much in the game. Brandon Jacobs didn't feature much in the game. But that D is strong. Big wake-up call for Green Bay. They don't beat the Bears. They're then two and a half games back the, from the Bears in the division. So not sure they really expected that. So that was a big result. And that was the later game that they showed on Sky, which was an excellent choice of game to show. And, and yeah, I'd also like to shout out David Akers. 
tying the field goal record of 63 yards. Doing it at Lambeau without the the added help, let's say, of let's say a Mahai Stadium in Denver, or which Janikowski did it as one of the other people that have the record. I agree, and I'm not just saying that because he's the kicker for our fantasy team. Thanks for being on the squad, <laughs> but. It was great. It was brilliant to watch because if you haven't seen it again, NFL.com have got the footage on it. When you see a kick that far, as Inye said, it normally gets blocked because you have to kick it at such a low trajectory. So if you watch it, he kicks it. It flies down. It donks off the bottom bar, goes in the end and trying to trickles over. And there's a guy who I actually think could have done better standing underneath the bar trying to tip it over, who completely muffs it. <laughs> I don't know why they don't get like a Tony Gonzalez, probably not Vernon Davis, because yeah. he ended up muffing it when he tried to spike <laughs> it spike it in the green bag. Why don't you get a really tall dude to actually stand there and block that away, because you can actually do it. But, but, you know, this is the cool thing about the record, is that's now four kickers have kicked a 63-yard field goal. Tom Dempsey, back in the day, the guy with half the foot back, uh, for New Orleans, Janikowski and Mile High. Was it in Mahai? I think I'm fairly sure it was in Mahai. I'll go with you on that one. All right. um, Jason Elam in Mahai and now David Akers. So the NFL are really into stats. Someone's got to jump on this and go, right, that was 63.32. But da, 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 da. Yeah. This is American sports. We're kind of four tied for the winners. <laughs> there could be it's only one. It's, uh, it's too vague. It is a little bit too vague. But no, kudos to you. That's an NFL record. David Akers, amazing effort. Um, just to round off some of the rest of the news around quarterbacks around the league, it was a great game. And I didn't think I'd say this going into week one because it, on paper it was one of the meh, nobody gives an F about this game. But it featured two of the rookie quarterbacks from last year, both playing really well and putting up a really great game, especially at the end. That was the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Minnesota Vikings. It went to OT. Minnesota were... The victors, in the end, 26-23. It was also the first time in the regular season there'd been the new overtime rules, which basically mean that it used to all be about the coin flip. You win the coin flip, and if you won it, you'd pootle down the field, you'd kick a field goal, and that'd be it. Mm -hmm. Now, both teams have an opportunity. If one team goes and gets a field goal, if one team then gets a field goal, they then play sudden death. Or if they beat them with a touchdown, they win it. And it was the first time this had actually happened. So it was amazing. Blaine Gabbert, someone we've been a little bit critical of of this podcast. Obviously, we won't be when he's, when he's playing for the London team. The same Jacksonville Jaguars. That's right. Mm -hmm. He threw a 39-yard touchdown pass to Cecil Shorts with about a minute to go. Best thing we've seen him do. It was amazing. A brilliant touch throw out in the corner. It was really nice. Justin Blackman got the, got the two-pointer. It all looked great for, for Jacksonville. In that respect. But then Christian Ponder, again, one of the rookies from last year that's had a lot of criticism, drove the Vikes down. They kicked a 55-yarder to rookie, take it to overtime. With their rookie um, kicker, Blair Walsh, as well. Blair Walsh. It's a rookie. It's 55 yards. Take it to OT. And then end up winning it. Fantastic. Have to give a shout-out as well. This is incredible. Adrian Peterson. Didn't start the game. He was supposed to be inactive for this game. That's what's supposed to have happened. He was active. 17 carries, 84 yards, 4.9 yards per carry, and two touchdowns. The guy's superhuman. Unbelievable. This guy was supposed to be out till mid-season. This is a ACL and MCL injury. Came back. At the same damn time. 
the same damn time. Christian Ponder as well, 20 and 27, 270 yards. Got the W on the road for the Vikes. It was just that type of week one. All sorts of stuff happening. It was brilliant. Games we haven't mentioned. The Lions got a big scare. Almost lost to the Rams. Looked like they were going to lose to the Rams. Matt Stafford had a terrible first half. Threw three picks. Somehow ended up coming back and beating the Rams 27-23. Patriots looked like the Patriots of old. Everything was on check there. Shouts to the sophomore quarterbacks. You ever see the footage of Jake Locker trying to make a tackle on that interception and almost ripping his own arm off? That was just stupid. But Gronk is back with a touchdown. So is Aaron Hernandez. Pat's in the groove. Stephen Ridley looking good on the floor for them. Falcons looked very, very good. And so did the Chiefs for the first half. Atlanta Falcons 40, Kansas City Chiefs 24. Falcons just too strong in the end. Julio Jones is going to be an absolute stud this season. Two touchdown receptions, amazing for him. Possibly the most surprising quarterback performance of the week, potentially. He had his second best ever day as a pro. He helped rack up the most points in team history on opening day. He managed to keep Tim Tebow on the bench for pretty much most of the game. His name was Mark Sanchez, who led the Jets to a 48-28 victory at home on the Buffalo Bills. Great performance. Unbelievable. The, the only team to have two quarterbacks that have appeared on GQ really had a coming out day, uh-huh. uh, the season opener. Sanchez was unbelievable. It was almost as if this whole media storm was completely useless. Don't say that. <laughs> Tebow right. recovered an onside kick. That is true. That is true. Where would we be without Tebow recovering that onside kick? The Jets were dominant on all sides of the ball. Really, really good. Causing Fitzpatrick to throw three interceptions. Keeping him, you know, throwing under 200. The Bills, who seem to be everyone's sleeper pick or each year... Not mine, Got bro. completely Not mine. annihilated. Great result for the Jets. Giants lose, Jets win, drop a ton of whoopass on a divisional rival. Great week in New York, right? Great week. Great week. Talking to sophomore quarterbacks just to cover the last game of week one. And it was a pretty interesting game, actually. Finished for a, um, they came off for a while at halftime due to a storm, as you do. Um, that, that happens. But it was the Carolina Panthers, Cam Newton... Last year's Rookie of the Year, going into Tampa Bay to play the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers were the victors, 16 points to 10. Ugly game, but they shut Cam down and they got it done. Kudos to him. Who knew that the Buccaneers had an incredible run defense and could stop... Sorry, you are about to say something. No, no. Oh, okay, sorry. Um, who knew that the Buccaneers had an incredible... Um, run defense and they could stop Cam Newton and the Panthers to a franchise low of 10 yards rushing. See, I, I've been trying to get my head around this stat all day. Mm-hmm. And I don't have the numbers in front of me. But the money they gave to D'Angelo Williams, Jonathan Stewart, and Mike Tolbert combined. Mm-hmm. You get 10 yards? None of them had a carry. It's ridiculous. What... Why is that? I don't get it. I totally. I, I was just thinking that. I was thinking, oh my god, and they shut Cam down. He threw for three hundred yards. That was great, but two picks. Looked hurried. Looked like they'd worked him out. He was twenty-three, thirty-three, so he's reasonably accurate in the air. But they shut him down. Josh Freeman did enough to get the victory. True, they shut him down in the first half as well. 
you you know the NFL is particularly is particularly reactive, and for him to to be shut out for that long is 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 incredible. It's a, it was a disappointing day for the Panthers, but once again, it's the it's the week one. Got a shout to Doug Martin as well. Doug Martin looked the real deal, and I know we like proclaiming rookies as the next rookie of the year, but a lot of people very high on Doug Martin this year. That was week one. In a nutshell, don't worry if your team lost. Don't get too excited if your team won. Very long season, as we said before. The NFL and American football, lots can change. Lots can change over the course of the season. Injuries can happen. Form can change. Lots can change. Don't get too worried if we've just taken a bit of a dump on your starting quarterback or praised your ne- your quarterback to be the next Joe Namath. Uh, we shall see how it planned out. But lots and lots of exciting things to look out for as we go into week two. Looking ahead at some of the... It's going to start off with the Bears at the Packers. And as you said, if the Packers lose that game, they'll be two and a half games behind in the division already. So that's, that's going to be definitely the, one of the most interesting games of the week. It is. It's the NFL Network game, so Sky will be showing that. That's on Thursday night. They're actually showing 10 games on Thursday nights this season. Three of those are on Thanksgiving, but lots of that. In case you don't know, the NFL has its own network called, imaginally enough, NFL Network, and it shows on the season pass, but they have a separate deal away from the big TV deals that they have in the U.S. to show their own games, and this is where they use this. They create these Thursday night games to show this game. So that's going to be starting at... 20 past 8 Eastern time, which is 20 past 1 GB time. <laughs> it's early on Thursday, so that's going to be Friday morning. So that's where it all kicks off. Should be a big clash. Week 2, looking at some of the key matchups. Looking at the games that Sky are showing on the Sunday. They're showing the New Orleans Saints at the Carolina Panthers. Should be a good game. Both teams lost in Week 1, as we just mentioned. Lots of points, lots of excitement. Great to see Cam Newton again. New Orleans needs to bounce back from a um, pretty crummy result at home against the Redskins. So it should be a good, if you like watching quarterbacks, you like watching exciting players, should be a good one to tune in from 6 o'clock. Then we have RG3, shown live in the UK, 9.15, against our soon-to-be welcome in London, St. Louis Rams. Again, British fans get to see RG3 in entirety in week two. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I think that's definitely out of the the Sky Games to watch. I would definitely recommend that one. Yeah, they're only showing two. Yeah, well, you can still choose one out of the two. Oh, oh, right. As in, don't, don't, right, don't toss it off and watch Downton yeah. Abbey at that point, right? Yeah. Okay, fine, fine. So that's what Sky have picked for those games. The late game, another good one. The Lions are going into San Francisco. Rematch of last year with the Jim Schwartz, Jim Harbor, handshake beef, high-powered offense. Matt Stafford and Calvin Johnson going into San Francisco to take on the Niners' D. It's going to be tough. Incredibly tough. I really like the Niners in that one. I think um, seeing them last week, they can shut Aaron Rodgers in the pack down. I think they can shut the Lions down at home. So, And then you've got Monday night. Peyton Manning under the bright lights again. He's going into Atlanta in the Dome to take on Atlanta Falcons, Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, Roddy White. Two high-powered offenses. Peyton on a national stage two weeks running. I think there's going to be a lot of Peyton Manning. That could break Monday Night Football's viewership record. Wow. I think it's that sort of game. I think that you've got the Matt Ryan MVP bandwagon. That's what he started up. And then you've got, of course, Peyton Manning, Mr. NFL. 
It's it's definitely going to be one for Americans. (laughs) 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 So that's how week two is looking. This is two weeks of a 16, well, 17-week season, including the bye week. Tons and tons of stuff to come. We hope we're helping you out. We hope we are getting you into this sport and you know it's going to be a great season tons and tons of brilliant stuff to to come so stick around keep checking out the pods we're going to keep giving you these previews we're going to keep posting up links where to find this content where to get this content where to get all this how to get into this great sport st louis rams are going to be here playing the new england patriots in just over six weeks now so you know we can keep you interested till then and you can see some live stuff we love hearing what we're hearing from you on Twitter. It's fantastic. Keep sending more of that stories. If you're in the States, checking out some stuff. You disagree with our opinions on your team, you know, we're happy to hear all that as well. So, you know, keep those, keep those things coming in. At NLDN40 on the Twitter. North London 40 on the Tumblr. North London 40 at gmail.com on the email. Hit us up. That's what we're here for. We're going weekly pods now. So we're going to be around breaking down the games and, and talking about the NFL stories that have happened in the well, NFL stories that have happened in the NFL this week. Pretty cool TV this week, right? This week, right? We saw the passing of something great and something great coming back. True. We'll go into spoiler mode, but we saw the passing at the end of this part of this season of Breaking Bad. Mm-hmm. That episode was just... It yeah. was fantastic. But for, it was let, fantastic. Let's talk about the most important thing of that episode, the reunion of Herc and uh, Landry, uh, some Friday Night Lights people together. Did they, did they share screen time in Friday Night Lights? Because they kind of shared screen time here. <laughs> Not enough. Let's put it that I, I don't think they did. I think Jason always stayed away from... Yeah, no. I'm fairly sure that they didn't. No screen time was shared. We were all over that, people. There's two of our favourite TV shows. You were boring everybody at the North London 40 podcast for a minute only, telling some people, dropping some theories on Breaking Bad, stuff that I hadn't even thought about. Drop that science. All right. um, So this is super spoiler mode, and this is... This is just some stuff that I've read on the internet. It seems to be the common consensus that Walt does have cancer. Right. I didn't pick up on that, but right, okay. Because he goes for the scan at the he end. He goes for the scan at the end. Okay. He, he doesn't uh, smash the toilet paper dispenser like he did a couple of seasons back when he found out that he didn't have cancer anymore. Okay. So we're assuming that him calm, him being calm is him accepting the fact that he's going to die from cancer. Right. And that's probably also the reason, one of the reasons why he accepted Skylar's proposition of quitting the business. Yep. The other super, super spoiler theory mode is, is during the flash forward to when Walt goes and buys that massive machine gun. Which happened in episode one of this season. This season, yeah. But just to mention, this is done, but this is not the end of a season. This is the end of half of a season. Yes. There's another eight episodes which are going to be on next summer, mm. but it's not a new season. It's the second half of season five. And the only reason why is because they, if they did a season six, they'd have to pay more, the pay all the actors more money. It's an AMC thing. Yeah, AMC love being very cheap, but you know they've got good drama, so good more power for them. Actually, I I blame Walking Dead, but that's just another. And actually, and Mad Men, Paul, Paul Breaking Bad. Probably my favourite show out of all three gets none of the money. 
See, Walking Dead is coming back. It's coming back mid-October. And it's going to bore all of us to sleep. Yep, it is. I'm not... I hear what you're saying about Breaking Bad over Mad Men. Yeah. It's not in that place for me yet. I think maybe when it finishes, mm-hmm. you can look back on it and you can reflect it and you can put it there. It's not in that madman space for me right now. It's just not there. Is this because you like to read French newspapers, smoke gold wars? What, what makes Mad Men better than Breaking Bad? It's a difficult comparison, mm-hmm. but I think that Mad Men, look, you're talking about a show that takes place. Mad Breaking Bad, I think, is supposed to have taken place over the space of about 14 months. Yes. This whole story. Mm-hmm. Mad Men, we're now into our seventh, eighth year of mm-hmm. following these characters. Yeah. I think the two worlds are very, very different, hard to compare. I think the character structures are totally different. I just think, I don't know, I think Breaking Bad, as enjoyable as it is and instantly enjoyable, is just not the same experience that Mad Men is right now. That's I, think that, I think that's fair. I would, I would agree with you there. I just happen to prefer the highs of Breaking Bad. That's a really bad pun, by the way. But uh, than <laughs> the highs of Mad Men. Uh, see, I, I don't. I don't. I, I just... It's just not in the same place as me. I just, th- I just think it's very... It, it fulfills different needs for me yeah and the the need that Mad Men feels i think is a better one but anyway we digress so yeah. this the first episode with the machine gun yes all those desperately wanting if you look closely if you go back you can see that walt is actually wearing a wire underneath his sweatshirt you can see this or nerds on the internet can see this no it's gonna, on the internet can or, go is, or you, is that the same it's the same thing uh, basically uh, basically i'm one of those people that watches all the really good tv i like and then goes online to the AV Club or Hitfix.com or Grantland and reads the reviews of shows that I just watched right? in order to pick up on things that I missed. So, to be honest, if you if you are a big fan of Mad Men, I would suggest you going to the AV Club afterwards and reading their recaps because a lot of the cultural significance of things really does come across very well. And as you said, Mad Men has taken place over the span of eight years and a lot of this stuff is American history that... I wouldn't necessarily know. For example, at the beginning of last season, it, it was a true story of those ad executives throwing water on the pr- uh, protesters downstairs. So, um, yeah, it's, it's little pieces, tidbits that really keep things interesting. So he's wearing the wire? Yes. And? That's it. That's all we know. We don't know how he gets the, how he gets the wire, why he's wearing a wire, right. who he's trying to set up. It, it, it's great. All we know is that he's buying like machine gun the size that you can like take out a skyscraper with. Yes. Right. Okay. Well, you know, you can extrapolate that and go. Does he still have that card with the guy that gives him a completely new identity? Why has he got New Hampshire um, license plates? Why does he have hair? True. No, it's, it's, it's funny seeing him with the hair and the beard, wasn't it? Especially mm-hmm. you see that. But it's an incredible episode. If you haven't seen it. And you're way behind. Stop listening now and, and go check out Breaking Bad because we're, we're spoiling it all. But the, I think for me, the two segments that took place that using Nat Cole's Pick Yourself Up, which then proceeded to show ritualized, brutal slaying in prison, that was... I've, no, I've never seen TV like that before. That was just like a double take on life just to watch that 
that was incredible. And the next piece as well with the Crystal Blue Persuasion as well, where they kind of fast-forwarded and shown all that. This was incredible stuff. Can't wait for next summer for the that, conclusion of all this. Yeah, the incredible Monopoly shot as they're, they're flying over the um, the houses and you see the tents sort of sprout. Yeah, oh, that was, it was it's a masterpiece. It's, it's, it's a Vince Gilligan masterpiece. It really is. So we saw the temporary exit of Breaking Bad, well, till next summer. We saw a return, not so much a replacement. Well, I guess it is a replacement in terms of incredible TV shows. This is one of ours, people. Thick of it. Came back on Saturday night. Amazing. I, I sadly still haven't seen it. I have got it prepared and waiting for me to watch tomorrow morning. So what is the difference between the last series and the new series? What's going on with the Thick of It? I'll give you a clue. Okay. The last series was three years ago. <laughs> What's happened in politics since then? Coalition government? Yes. So we have a coalition government now. I was about to, I thought you were about to talk, talking about In the Loop and Veep, but anyway, yeah, no. Uh, no. I'm sure fans of The Thick of It will remember Peter Mannion from last year. He's now a much more central character because obviously he's in power with his pal from the coalition. Mm-hmm. Glenn is still featured. He's now working for the coalition. Okay. Don't quite get why that is. <laughs> without Glenn's, Glenn's a survivor. Let's put it that way. I'm a man. <laughs> Best character of the whole show. So good. <laughs> Glenn's a survivor. So he's working for the coalition. Not quite sure why. Terry still is. Seen the preview for next week. They show the old party. All the all your old favourites are in there, which I think, judged by the preview, that Nicola Murray, I think, is the leader of the opposition. Oh, wow. Malcolm's still there, and so, mm. so is Ollie. But you see with the movie, right? Move characters around, it doesn't really matter. True. This show's fantastic. This is in the pantheon of British comedy to come out the last 30 years. Mm. It's just fantastic. Great to have it back in our life. Saturday nights, strange time. But you can watch it on iPlayer and download it and stuff like but that. But it's, it's on BBC Two now, isn't it's it? It's BBC Two. So they're giving it the upgrade from BBC Four. BBC Two, 9.45, so queued up just for Match of the Day. If you want to you put that in, then stick Match of the Day on straight after. That's not a bad Saturday night, depending on what happened on the results that day. Actually. Obviously, could, yeah. It could be the pressing one. Have all that, and then Homeland is back in September as well. So not only have you got NFL people... On the time when you're not watching NFL, you have some pretty hot TV shows that you can check out as well. So um, so make sure that you do that. Peeps, we're out of here. We've spoken enough. We need to get back into recovery modes. <laughs> we need to watch tonight's games. Yep. We need to analyze some more. We Go need to Raiders. come back. Go Raiders. You, you heard it here. Keep checking us out, people. North London 40, we're going to be here. 17 weeks of the season and playoffs and Super Bowl and beyond. Yeah, that's it. We're out of here. Take care.